Welcome to The Breadwinners, the podcast about the never-ending hustle and its impact on all aspects of our lives. We're interested in what it takes to keep everything going and how to get the job done. This podcast is about working, family, research, and policy. We consider the research, talk to experts, and share our takes on what we're all learning about breadwinning. Each week, I'm joined by Jennifer Owens. She writes about working, wellness, and women, and founded the Working Mother Research Institute. And I'm joined by Raquel Ellison. She is an executive coach and management consultant who works with companies big and small to design workplace policies that work for all employees. Oh, can you hear my joy in my voice? (laughs) It's happy triple digits day. Happy triple digits day. I I have an anniversary for every one of these episodes. That's how it's true. It's true. There's something to celebrate every time. Every Every freaking time. So it's episode 100, and our topic du jour is one that you were cracking me up about about two seconds ago, is the idea that when we tell women, you know, I don't know how she does it, she, what a super, what a great mom, (laughs) that you are essentially willfully ignoring all the freaking work, all the stress. All, all of the pressures that are pushing women out of the workforce right now. Like, don't yeah. just stand there and go, super, mom. Yeah. And uh, so I thought that that's kind of an interesting concept. There was a, uh, it's an article that what got me thinking about is an article in L recently by Claire Trey. Oh, it's my turn to do the names. Tregesser. And she uh-huh. says, now I realize in hindsight, it's really time to for all of us to stop calling women amazing. I saw a cartoon recently that summed it up well. A haggard-looking woman attempting to work, clean her house, watch her kids while the people around her say, you're amazing. Please, I need help, she begs. Keep it up, super mom, they say. No, please help me, she pleads. When we tell women they're amazing or call them super moms for handling everything they do, implicit is in that is the idea that we sh- that they should keep doing it without some form of compensation. We are actively encouraging women to keep managing everything, take care of the kids and the house while working a full-time job, to get their pre-baby body back, and maybe even do some volunteer work all at the same time. When we say they're amazing, we're actually complimenting them for living in a completely unsustainable way. Ouch. (laughs) Ouch. Yeah, well, that's that's pretty spot on. I had like a gut reaction to that for a minute. I was like, oh. I can't. Did you hear that? I was like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, and you're trying to be nice, right? You know, you're trying to say, oh, that's so great. But as as with so many situations, when someone gives you news, I think, you know, where you're like, oh, I can't believe you're working through this, whatever it is. Like, you know, like someone passes. Someone says, hey, we're working on getting divorced. Someone has an ill child. You know, when when big life transitions are coming, the the answer isn't to respond to say, wow, you're really working through it. The answer is to say, <laughs> hey, could I take the kids this weekend for you? Give you like two minutes off. Could I right. help in this way? Right. I, yeah. That's what I have learned in life is, you know, that's why people bring food for funerals. You know, you, you yeah. like, how can I make how, what can I do for you? And I and and then still say, hey, you know, you're super for all the stress that you're going through. I see it. Yeah. Can I help? You know. Yeah. 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 Well, and it's not a new, it's not a new concept because you were reminding me that we talked about this in episode one, how appropriate. (laughs) We did talk about it in episode one. Well, so my grandmother who was 
a breadwinner and a, you know, mom of two and a wife. And, you know, she she had in her in her pantry this article by Irma Bombeck, which must have been from the 70s. And it said, we are known as the women who have it all. It says, we have our own houses to clean, quality time with our very own children, husbands to attend to, and meals to plan, cook, and serve. We have our own little gas tanks to fill, <laughs> our own ironing boards. I mean, I just, but we have second career and whole weekends to shop, run errands, and take the dog to the vet and do the things we didn't finish during the week. We've been oh so, God. this is the key line. We've been so busy impressing everyone with how we are faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive, and able to jump to leap small buildings in a single bound, we have set a standard for future generations that is frightening, which is the key, oh, key closer Irma. right there. Yeah. Irma really hits the nail on the head. So, you know, this is not new. And yeah, you know, I think we're just talking about it now in a way yeah. that Irma was trying at the time, but nobody was, I don't know if anybody was listening. This <laughs> time I guess my grandmother was because she cut the article out. I think that, you know, yeah, like, were they listening? Because, uh, you know, uh, Irma was always, you know, speaking truth to power from, you know, from working women, from mom's perspective, you know, I mean, goodness gracious. That's, if you're new to the, to the genius, to the Tao of Irma Bombeck, um, I just, she was my life growing up, you know, like you always see her columns in the paper, you always have to see what she was up to, you know? Yeah. Yeah. She's a smarty. She was a smarty. Well, so now... We were hooting over the New Yorker piece. Uh-huh. Uh, Our Kimberly dear friend. Kimberly Harrington. Kimberly Harrington, who is who wrote an article in the New Yorker a couple of years ago called I Am the One Woman Who Has It All, which Here is, it is. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> As an inhabitant of planet Earth, I heard a lot of people ask, can women really have it all? And other re- people respond, you can have it all, just not at the same time. Yes, well, you're right. That's a, Everyone always says that. Yes. Always. Well, guess what, everyone? You're wrong. I do have it all. Me, I have all of it. I have <laughs> two kids and the unspoken pressure to act like they don't exist when I'm on a conference call. My favorite <laughs> line is, I have breadwinner status and lead parent status. I have so much status. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. What's the one about? Um, oh, now I have to look for it. It's the one about I have pointless meetings at work and at home. Oh. <laughs> yeah. oh, I, I also pointless. love the line. We're just yes. going to like get the, yes. the, 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 the classics of this. We need to do it like the vagina monologues. We'll do a live <laughs> reading. We'll go on Clubhouse and be super hip on the new platform because what she doesn't have here is I'm on every platform. I'm, you know, like- yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But she says, I have the ability to listen to your rah rah pro family work culture speech as if it's funny to say that as the two of us. <laughs> As if I'm hearing a fairy tale for the first time and a deep wellspring of cynicism that makes me want to pat you on the head for being so cute with the lying. <laughs> with the lying. Oh, oh. Well, um, Catherine Goldstein, who has been on the uh, podcast, uh, yeah. was talking about talking about as we near the first anniversary, you know, all these statistics. She she did a bunch of wonderful profiles, which we'll link to in The Guardian, of, you know, the moms with young children who have been laid off, pushed out, unable to find work and battling circumstances far beyond their control as they work to keep their families afloat. I mean, 
Well, or we could just say, hey, what's super moms? Yeah. <laughs> Doing a lot of clapping today. I, you know, how great for you. Oh, I just don't know. I do know, but I don't know. I, I think it's, I, I want more than status, I guess is what I'm saying. <laughs> so what do you want? Status. I don't know. What, what do I want? What do I want? I, I want uh, Catherine's um, idea of the mom core. I would love to have some sort of young help that comes in and helps with various. Tr- How do I get it so I'm not working all weekend to catch up for the stuff that I don't get done during the week? That's my question. Yeah. I passed. I, if you can solve that for me, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, no, I can't. Um, interesting. I mean, right? You know what I'm what I'm thinking about here, as you said, status, what kind of occurs to yeah. me is gonna be not the, the most popular take, but what occurs to me is like, is there a status in being this busy that we've come to oh. benefit from? That and I'm not saying, and I, mm-hmm. you know, I'm I'm not saying that the that the world is not on our shoulders and we're not right. No, that. I get it. But I can- but how, you know. Does it benefit us to be this open about the about it now? I don't know. You know, I'd like to play devil's advocate sometimes. And I'm just trying to figure out what this status means, what this means to us. Wow. Yep. It because it just I mean, it's the reality, right? And it is unsustainable. But there's a piece of us that I think looks at this model of like the busyness and does kind of elevated a little bit. Am I wrong? Do you disagree? Oh, no, no, no. I. It makes me think of two things. Once a, a million years ago, uh, my pastor back when I was living in Cleveland gave uh, her homily was talking about, you know, like the busyness of like, oh, I'm so busy. You know, I got to run and, and being late to things because you're so busy. And that there's this ego part of it that it's, I don't know. It's like it's you're getting something out of it. Yeah, I I think of that a lot. Like, is this is this really because I'm super busy or am I getting some sort of status out of being like that? Yeah, I I, I think what kind of prompts me is thinking about my two grandmothers and thinking about my grandmother who had the Irma Bombeck quote, who who worked as hard as she did and really balanced a lot. And then my other grandmother, who also worked as hard as she did not in the same context, but, you know, she approached it a different way and she was the breadwinner in the way that she invested and, and grew her money. And I don't know, it's a whole different, it's a whole different approach, but one of them was, you know, had a different kind of career focus. And I don't know, I don't know which one, you know, I don't know if there should be any kind of, you know, they're both equal in the way they approach things. But I think, if we were to look at that today, we might look at, you know, someone who's busier with their career and their family as, as with put attribute some kind of status to that. Right. And then, and, but then you get, so it's, so what's happening now, right. For so many women is how can you even have a moment to think about how to decouple some of the busyness? You're like, you know, what are right. you going to do? Stop homeschooling your kid no, you know, right. and like, and I, I find that to pull back it's that whole, like being an individual standing up to the mass 
that I've always felt that way with like asking for accommodation at work. It, when you put the onus on an individual to say, I need, you know, a flexible schedule or even to stand up and say, I'm going to need some short-term disability or leave. Or even when you're like pregnant, you're like, hey, I'm going to be out on maternity leave. It's a lot. It's very stressful to be the one speaking to the many. And like, how would you even do that right now? That I, I think that putting all the beans in the pot for the for women of like homeschooling, keeping the house clean, feeding them three times a day or more, grocery shopping, the, the mental load stuff. I've, I have personally have put off doing doctor's appointments for two months now because I just, do you know how much calendaring goes into that? Yeah. But it, but it's weighing as I, I use my calendar and I move the reminders like, a you know, a week forward, two weeks forward, all that sort of stuff. There's not enough energy and time for me to stop to think about how I might give up some of this sta- this lovely status. <laughs> I don't know. I think that's like that's some of the stress. Honest to goodness, there are moments in the middle of the day where I just I can hear my tiny like little girl voice just going stop. You know, right. like, just stop. But right. I, you know, when am I going to stop? You know, like I have a kid who needs uh, lunch, and and I have a partner who's doing the same damn things too. So it's not, yeah. you know. Yeah. And then you do the comparative thing where you're like, uh, I have it better. You know, like, no, we've lost family members to COVID, but Mm -hmm. my nuclear family has not been sick. Mm -hmm. And so you think, well, you know, we have it better that, you know, I shouldn't be this way because that way, which I I was bringing up the feminine mystique. That's, you know, this, Mm -hmm. there's a bit of that kind of thinking like, well, I've been given everything. You know, I have a house in the suburbs. Right. I am a homemaker. Like, why am I unhappy? You know, what? Why are you unhappy? You have you have healthy children. You have a career. You have a wonderful pod wife. Why would you be stressed and unhappy? <laughs> I do have a wonderful pod wife. <laughs> That's the best. You know, I saved it for last because actually, in language, you know, the most powerful part of the sentence is the end. Is so the I end. put myself at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. You know. I don't know. I mean, I think mm-hmm. if I had a minute, I did have a moment yesterday where I was with my kids and I, I did have this moment. They had to do checkups and I was thinking about like how well they're doing. And I was like, I have to be, I have to be more grateful for these moments. Like, cause mm-hmm. I'm not finding the gratefulness right now anywhere, yep. the gratitude rather anywhere. I'm just feeling like, oh God, this next thing, like after this, I got to do like 12 things for work. And then the kids are going to be home by, you know, by two, because I'm lucky enough to be able to have them in school occasionally. And then how, and then I have to do this thing where I'm hiding in the room, trying to get stuff done while I let them go on screens. So to find those moments of gratitude is important. And I do it self very rarely. I'm going to offer you the biggest assistance I can. What a super mom. Oh, <laughs> I don't know how she does it. All right. Got to go. <laughs> you make it look so easy. <laughs> I remember a friend of mine, she was talking to, she, she before she had her third kid, maybe. She was talking to her boss 
And she said, you know, how do you do it? You have three kids and you're working this big job. And she said, sure, a cook, a maid, and a nanny. That's how I do this. <laughs> yes. Which, you I know. Guess, yeah. And I, seeing as how I can't afford that, that's yeah. where I want that mom core to come, you know, like yeah. help it out, help us out. And, you know, just help us out. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's all. Just help me get stuff done. So, what do you have you ever? Because I've never had, um, can we get real? Like, I've never had an assistant because I, it's always seemed like, um, well, A, I can't afford it, but, like to onboard someone also, that's part of the ego. Like yeah. no one can do these things. Like, yeah, someone can go to the Met and go get the last things we need every week for grocery shopping. Right. I don't have to personally pick, you know, the special curly spaghetti we get in our house. You know, like right. someone else could do that. But I don't, I, I don't know. I like it. Could you, I don't know. Could that mom core be just be inside my brain and, um, I'm already assuming that we're going to make this happen. Thank you, yeah. Biden administration. <laughs> and um, how I'm going to make it, how I'm going to, you know, manifest the best way for it to work. So, okay. I'm just, just don't mind me. I'm preparing to offload all my other chores, you know? <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. I, mean, I, I am a super mom. That's me. I have used a personal assistant in the past occasionally, mm -hmm. a virtual assistant. Why? Did it help? <laughs> I, I tell you, I like, I, know, like, I tell you, because half the battle, no, a large part of the battle, when people would ask me at Working Mother, like, what's your best tip? And my tip was always calendaring. It, it's all about making sure everything is on your calendar, because if it's not, I it's not going to get done. And so that would be a help. I would love someone to make all those uh, medical appointments, but know all the special parameters that go into setting up those medical appointments. You know, like I can't, yeah. in, in the, they're only open like early on Tuesdays, but I can't do this, but you got to look at Brett's schedule and, it, it, you know, like that'd be great. So, you know, mom core, this is my mom plan. Core. Yeah, I like <laughs> it. I like it. Oh my God. It's, you know, it just is really so awesome to have this much status. That's what I'm going to, maybe we'll call us the status in the future. I like it. <laughs> I like it. Oh, my gosh. You know, as Kimberly Harrington says, I have righteous anger and more righteous anger. In fact, I have so much righteous anger. Do you think maybe I'm a character in the Bible? <laughs> <laughs> it could be. It could be. Well, so what would be when when talking about all the things that you have to get done in a day? Like, what is... What is the thing? What is the language that people should have around you and me? You know, like, and all of our listeners and everybody who's doing all this stuff. I mean, are we not allowed to call people a super mom? Because I, I, I totally agree with what Claire is writing about here. I, I like that whole, I don't know how she does it. Like, I used to hate that. That, yeah. and I hope that's gone the window, but it's just empathy. You know, like, what is it? That we could say when we, when, you know, other than offering to help and the lack of a paid leave mandate in this country, I guess is to see people, you know, like to truly see them. I wonder if it's a challenge. So I was thinking about, did you read Untamed by Glennon Doyle? I did. Yep. And she, you know, she's got some great one-liners in there. She really she does. She really nails it. But she does. 
She says, we do not need any more selfless women. What we need right now is more women who are full of themselves. A woman who is full who is full of only herself, no longer internalizes the world's memos and expectations. A woman who is full of herself knows and trusts herself enough to say and do what must be done and lets the rest burn. This is how you find yourself. And I just, I wonder if, you know, it's like we ask the question, okay, how are you putting yourself? Where are you putting yourself first? Right. I don't know. Like, I think you just flipped it. I love it. It's, because I was thinking, like, well, what what do I want people to say to me? Who the hell cares? What do I want to yeah. say to myself? Yeah. That's what th- that's what Glennon is saying, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I think you know, I mean, I think just being reminded to think about it that way is like, yep. you know, Tiffany Dufu had that book, yep. drop the Dr- ball, drop the ball, right? What are you going to drop? And you know, and how and why and. And that's the thing. And I wonder, that kind of leads me back to that question, you know, can we let go of that? Yeah. Of that busyness. That busyness, right. Can we, can we say, you know, F you? Like in in the way that Kimberly Harrington did. Right. right? Like I am the one woman who has it all. I mean, I think. Yeah, that's I think, you know, we had, I think you mentioned this. I think you mentioned this in our notes, <laughs> but, I, but like when we think about lean in and we think about that kind of that, that it's all like, on you, <laughs> it's all on you, you can, you can make all of this work. You know, there's no systemic problems. I mean, I think this is flipping it on its head. Yeah. I, yeah. Cause it's, you're, we have an episode coming up with Amy Cross of gender fair and you know, she's saying one of the mo- the most powerful weapons you have is in, in the consumer market is your dollar. But when you get hired, you know, you have this leverage when they want you and to ask, like, so what are their policies around X, Y, and Z? You know, ask now before you go. And I, it's kind of this like awareness that we need these things and we need to say these things and that both personally and as a member of a workforce or society, community, school, like, yeah. And I'm not usually, I I was saying before, that stress of being the individual against the mass, uh, this is a healthy way to be the individual. It's like, it's yeah. not against the yeah. mass. It's just your own individual. Because that's yeah. the only way. Yeah, I you heard me struggling with it. Like, uh, if you have all this stuff to do, homeschooling and working, and seriously, I just spent the morning um, sweeping up cat litter. It just gets everywhere and it's gross. And, you know, like I spent my first morning hour of the morning today sweeping and wiping down things, you know, like Mm. I I (laughs) came back. I'm like, yeah, the cleaning crew has some issues with, you know, the staff working here right now, but, but could someone else do it? Could I assign? I don't, I don't know. But the only way I will have any time to even conceive another way of doing things is if I Put down the broom for a minute, man. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, stop doing something and just, and what is it, what Glennon is saying, you know, let it, let it burn, man. But who do you want to be? Because the society's not going to tell you that just, I always uh, counsel that with work is that work will take anything you give it. And so will, you know, <laughs> so will your family, so will everything. So yeah. I, yeah, I think Glennon's right. We need to burn with our own flame. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. 
and uh, marry a professional soccer player who's adorable. So, yeah. you know, that works too. So, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'm up for that too. Um, you know, that, that yeah. looks pretty fun. <laughs> it does look fun. Well, uh, I still do th- think, I think you're a super mom. Because I know all the work that goes. I know it for the stress, for the work, for the creativity, for the thinking. And yeah. And I think that's super, you know, not, you know, like, and it got to go. But because I'm in it to win it with you, pod wife. Pod wife forever. (laughs) Forever. (laughs) Well, and I say the same thing to our listeners. Thank you for joining us on The Breadwinners. You will find links to all this, the reading. It's like the reading of breadwinners today. Everything we discuss, we'll put in the episode description. Email us anytime at thebreadwinnerspod at gmail.com or visit us at thebreadwinnerspodcast.com. Please remember to subscribe to our podcast and to rate and review it. I heard this the other day. Drop us some stars. (laughs) Yes, please do. (laughs) It really helps us grow. And until next week, keep hustling. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.